Welcome to Straight Like That, the podcast hosted by me, Instagram's favorite half brown boy, Camille. Um, I want to shout out real quick the the sponsor that we have, uh, Rory Love and Company. It's a nice little candle product uh, based out of New Orleans. They got candle products, uh, room sprays. You know, I know Valentine's Day just passed, but you know, you can always show love every day to your significant other your parents, you know, whoever it may be, bro. So go ahead, tap in, link in bio, check them out for me. Uh, we got big, big boy episode today, man. I got a, I got a world traveler, done it in a couple countries, and he's not done. I'll tell you that much, man. I got my boy, Kobe, Kwabena, Oseusu. What's going on, bro? My boy, Camille, thank you for that <laughs> intro, dog. Gotta shout you out back, too. <laughs> thing you know what i'm saying medical school podcast hey, it's a fly bro. dude you know what i'm hey. saying great homie great person great heart you know what i'm saying that's love bro i appreciate it so hey let's get straight to it bro so why why course, soccer what? slash football how'd you bro, get into I'm not this gonna lie, bro i was in the basement when i was like three years old and my father came to uh, he came to America on a soccer scholarship. He's from Ghana, so I was in the basement when I was three years old, and my dad is juggling the ball, and I'm asking him how can I do that? Like how can I do that? He's juggling it. He could do like a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the time, I can't even do one or two. This is like one of my oldest memories of football, and I'm looking at him. I'm telling him I'd never be able to do that, you know, mm -hmm. and. You know, slowly but surely, you start practicing yourself. You start falling in love with the game, and then you just in the basement. You outside every day juggling. Then you go into practice. You dribbling around. You scoring goals. You know what I'm saying? My first game, I scored six goals. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it was just some intramural stuff. So you know, I'm sure everybody was doing that back in the day. He figured, yo, I'm actually good at this. I could do this. This is fun. Right. Right. And um. Yeah, that's how I got into the game, man. So, what, you started playing, like, you know, locally around uh, Bowie and, and that area? Yeah, I played for a team called South Bowie. My dad was my coach. I could picture the first field we used to train at. You know what I'm saying? Backyard, some elementary school. Yeah. And from there, man, you know what I'm saying? That's where the journey started. Yeah, so, so what happened? Let's see. You're young, three years old. You keep playing. You what? You you play like a little club team in the area. You are playing for your like school team? Yeah, bro. Like I was playing um for that team called South Bowie. Then I worked my way up. That's like intramural. So then mm. that's like from four to eight. When I was eight, then I joined the team called BSU. That's like the club team in our area. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that's where I met some of my first soccer homies. My homie Bonaventure, um, another Bowie soccer legend, um, and a whole slew of people that I still know till today. Um, Chris Adui, he played there. Jonathan Ware, you know what I'm saying? I, people that I just grew up playing soccer with, fall in love with the game with, just playing with your friends. You know what I'm right. saying? The older you get, you realize. The best days of playing soccer is when you just playing with the homies. You for know fun, too, bro. No worries, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just balling for fun. 
that's why I always, whenever I run into people and they tell me they play soccer and they hear like, oh, like you play here or you play there, you play professional, that must be so cool. I'm like, bro, the coolest soccer is just the most fun soccer is just when you out playing with your friends. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I was playing there and my dad was called Free State, which is hey, another hey. team in the area. Kobe, Kobe, you might. They whipped up on us. Kobe, you might got to run that part back real quick because your connection cut out a bit. Word, no problem. Yeah. Um, So I was on a team called Bowie uh-huh. and BSU, and then we played a team called Free State, and they whipped up on us. Mm-hmm. They beat real bad, and that's another team in the area. And when they seen that, um, when I seen that, my pop seen that, he was like, yo, you need to go join that team. You know what I'm saying? And as I've learned, as I got older, like one of the most important things that's going to like dictate your success as a footballer, other than your work ethic, is your environment. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The best environment you could place yourself in. The more you're able to exceed, the more you're able to grow and excel. So when they whipped up on us, I went and joined that team. You know what I'm saying? That's when I met my boy, Ja'Cory Hayes. Another bully legend, you know what I'm saying? I got to shout out all the bully legends, man. And y'all breed uh, a lot, bro. Y'all got a lot of athletes out of bully. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. It must be something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So then I joined that team called Free State. Then I was there for a while, like nine through twelve. You know. Mm-hmm. And then um. That was another good development period for me. I was getting a little bit better, a little bit better. Then we played a team called Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And when we played Bethesda, they whipped up on us. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see in a cycle here. Life is a yeah. cycle, I swear to God. <laughs> so they whipped up on us. And then we was like, yo, we need to go to that team. So we went to Bethesda. And then that was really like the club that really helped mold me as a player. You know what I'm saying? Like helped make me like, just technically be at that level, you know what I'm saying? And um, really just helped me grow a lot. So I yeah. started playing there for and met a slew of more homies too, a lot of a lot of dope people. And then from there, I, I actually ended up breaking my leg when I was like 13, 14. And then after that, I went and played for a bunch of club teams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never, growing up, I never played for one club team. And um, to be honest, it was to my benefit because, like, I ended up learning to play so many positions. I ended mm-hmm. up learning to adapt. You know what I'm saying? It really made me who I am. And I met a bunch of people, made a bunch of connections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So many cool homies, so many people from different places. Yeah. You know and just learning to adapt to new environments, learning how to make new friends. All that as a kid is, like, really important. You know what I'm so saying? You think that you think that basically the club culture helped you become very, you know, uh, adapting to any situation environment. And we're not even talking about the game. We're talking about even life too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just going place to place, having to make new friends, hang with new people, adapt to a new coach, always having to prove yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you always go to a team, you always got to prove yourself. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes me feel calm, like in trial settings when I'm at a trial or like, you know what I'm saying? Or a big game, to be honest, being able to 
perform well, I really feel like I'm really a big moment person. Like when the moment is big, like I'm ready to go because yeah, I've yeah. been doing that. I'm saying I got a lot of experience doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like when you had uh, filled out the information for me for the little post, you said your favorite player was yourself. So that confidence <laughs> too, bro, I'm assuming that, that you know, was created because of that as well. For sure, dog. You know what I'm saying? I was trolling a little bit there. You know what I'm saying? My <laughs> favorite, I do have a favorite player. You know what I'm saying? My favorite player is Awesome with John. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? I'm rocking, I'm rocking this jersey right now. Shout out the board. You know what I'm saying? Right. Real legend. You know what I'm saying? He really made me love the game even more. Just the way he played. He scored big goals. You know what I'm saying? He danced like he celebrated. You know, he got so right. much swag with it. And I loved all that as a kid, you know what I'm saying? But I also feel like at the same time, like, it's important to be yourself. You right. Know, that's why I really just put that there, you know, on my own favorite play, you know? Hey, if, if you, you got to be your biggest supporter, bro, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Unless you leave no Messi. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk, I guess, high school then. Well, what high school you went to? I'm pretty sure, you know, it's a big name. A lot of, a lot of listeners might know what, uh, what high school you went to. Word. I went to DeMatha High School, man. A lot of and legends. Y'all about to say, y'all good in goddamn every sport, bro. They are, bro. You know, there's no girls there. It's, it's all boys school. All boys school, man. Okay. Gotta keep you focused. You know? <laughs> Gotta keep you focused. Yeah, I got, it got its pros and cons, but it definitely keep you focused. You go to school, you all you're doing is laughing with your homies and then thinking about soccer practice after for real, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so man. Why I was talking about that? It was dope, man. I had a coach called Doff Evans. You know what I'm saying? He was um, he looked out for me a lot, helped me a lot. We won national championship. I forget what year that was, but I was a sophomore, and then we won the league, WCAC, almost every year I was there. That's crazy, bro. So you a serial yeah. winner? You a serial winner? I mean, at some points in my career, yeah. At some points in my career, no. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's definitely like this. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. overall trend to me is definitely an upward it's going way. Up, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. So you went you in Damatha and I'm assuming all kind of D one programs know what Damatha ball like. So yeah, talk more about, you know, the recruiting process. I I'm assuming that that started probably y'all ninth grade year out there. Um, what was that like contacting coaches or coaches contacting you? What was, you know, your dream scenario type thing? I mean, it, it was kind of easy for me. It was kind of like a smooth transition because like I said, a lot of the names I was mentioning before, like Ja'Cory, Chris, a lot of Bowie legends like had gone there. You know what I'm saying? They was a year ahead of me. Okay. So, um, I actually repeated the seventh grade, you know what I'm saying? Not because I was dumb or nothing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, uh, I was just, I, I started school early. Mm -hmm. So I ended up repeating the seventh grade. So all my homies were ahead of me one year, you know what I'm saying? And to be honest, repeating one year, that shit really helped me, helped me grow, like helped me mature. Because right. right. I was, I had started school early. I had skipped a grade. I had skipped first grade as well. So, like, repeating the seventh grade, all that shit just really helped me grow and mature. So, yeah, a lot of my yeah. homies were ahead of me. They was already going to school there. So, like, it was really easy for me. 
I was playing with them, like, either at the same club or played at the same team. And they was always telling me, yo, come here, this and that. The coach already knew me. And I pulled up, like, a lot of people knew me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I checked out I checked out a bunch of schools, St. John's, um, Gonzaga. Like, I did the whole little, like, school tour. And also just shout out my parents for being able to, you know, send me to a school like that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, their sacrifices really mold me into the person I am. You know, yeah, blessed for that. Grateful for that. I, I love hearing that type of stuff from people who join, bro. They always shout out their parents and then, you know, you always got to acknowledge, like, the sacrifices that were made and, like, the support they gave and all that, bro. So, shout out to, shout out to mom and dad, man. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they're at the house right now, but let them know I'm, I'm yelling that. Nah, they ain't gonna right now, man. <laughs> but, alright, so, yes, yeah, so, you, uh, you find recruiting easy, so, how, how'd you end up at GW? You wanted to stay close to home? Word, um, I also shouldn't I shouldn't say it was easy because like I said I broke my leg too. Mm -hmm. So I was coming back from like a real serious leg injury, like as I was going into the Mathlin. You know? Okay. So the fact that it was a comfortable environment for me where I knew a lot of people, it helped me get back into the game, like coming back from a leg injury, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Serious one, you know what I'm saying? I broke my leg in five different places. I shattered my fibia and tibia, mm -hmm. you know. So when you coming back from playing and you got good people around you who will support you, give you chances to play, even when you're not maybe back at the level you was before you broke your leg, uh -huh, all that really helped you. You know what I'm saying? So I had yeah. broke my leg. Um, came back really like my freshman year. Sophomore year, I was really booming. You know, my junior year at the math, I actually didn't play. Um, partly because I was playing academy. And partly because I was having some knee issues. You know what I'm saying? I was having like real serious growing pains in my knee. Mm -hmm. So I really couldn't play my junior year. And if you know about like the college recruiting system, junior year is huge. That's when they're passing out all the money for scholarships and stuff. Right. And stuff like that. That's when they really recruiting heavy. So um, I didn't really play my junior year. I didn't play at the math. I was on an academy called the Bays, but I didn't even really play much. Um. And then after my junior year, that's when I really began to heal and started to feel good, like my senior year. So senior year, I joined a team called Only, Only Rangers, which was the number one club team in the nation. Damn. Um, he got a whole bunch of ballers there, too. You know what I'm saying? Let me shout my homies out. Jeremy Gibo, Carter Manley, Chase Gasper, Jake Rosansky, and Sobers shoe. Ogwe Chunga, you know what I'm saying? Got a whole slew of ballers, you know what I'm saying? A whole Damn, bunch bro, of guys he, that he, he always on some loaded teams, bro. These are some big boy names. That's what I'm saying. I'm really blessed. Like I'm I'm yeah. telling you the environment that's gonna shape you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I joined that team and we were number one club team in the nation. We was doing really well, man. So a bunch of schools was always checking us out when I was a senior. The problem was, like, because I was a senior, I was getting offers, but they wasn't passing me no money. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like Syracuse, Louisville, schools like that, but they wasn't passing me no money. They wanted me to come for, like, little to no money. You know what I'm saying? And my pops really wasn't rocking with that. Um, So at the same time, only actually ended up merging with Bethesda and becoming an academy. Okay. All right? So 
my senior year, we were an academy team. And I was actually playing a game with, um, like, right before we became an academy, like, I was playing a team, a game with only Rangers, and GW was there. Funny enough, I'm actually going to tell the whole story. I was, like, at a high school party, like, before the game, and I wanted to spend the night. And my pops was like, nah, I'm coming to pick you up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you just you just young, you a kid, you know what I'm saying? You trying to do what you you want to do, this and that. Right. I had told my pops I'm going to Arian's house, my friend's house, just to chill. Right. But I get to Arian's house and skirt, we go off to the party. <laughs> So I'm telling my pops, I'm trying to chill at Arian's house. I'm trying to sleep over. He's like, nah, you can't do that. And the whole time, like, my pops really a genius. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I say that because, like, to go from where he came from to where he is now, you got to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His crib that he grew up in is probably the size of your kitchen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that shit. Um, it's really crazy, amazing what he did. So he probably know I'm on some foolishness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Telling me now nah, I'm gonna pick you up, this and that. Yeah. So I'm at the party, like I have two girls, like Arian's not even going back home. Like he's sleeping at the crib. So there are two girls who are leaving the party. I'm begging them, yo, you gotta take me to my man's house. You gotta drop me off. <laughs> As we pulling up to the crib, my dad is pulling up. I remember like hopping over the fence. <laughs> running around the backside, changing my clothes, you know what I'm saying, spraying deodorant on myself, popping my dad's whip, you know what I'm saying, and he drive me home, you know what I'm saying, and because of that, I end up getting some good sleep, you know what I'm okay. saying, I go to bed like before 12, I had a good time, and I'm going to bed before 12, the game is in the morning, I show up to the game, GW coach ends up being there, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, first half, I just bang three, hat trick, pop, in the first yeah. half. First half. I'm just that going crazy. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Really God's plan. I be feeling like that's why I be saying big moment player. But like to me, um, you know, to me, spiritual is not just physical, it's also mental, it's also spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like when the moment really mattered, like things be going my way for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? So GW was there, boom, boom, boom. Scored three goals in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Coach wanted to give me a full ride, you know what I'm saying, by halftime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about scoring the first half, Addy, and at halftime getting the full scholarship. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Shout out. So many things happened for that to happen. Right. But um, on top of that, I also had a great offer from Xavier. That's a school in Ohio. You know, and um, funny enough, I was in the car going to the train station. I remember going to the train station. I forget where I was going, but my parents was going to drop me off at the train station. And I was still debating, like, should I go to Xavier? Should I go to GW? You so it came down to those two? Yeah. All right. And my dad, you know what I'm saying? I'm asking him for advice. And, of course, my dad he always want me to make decisions on my own. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not only, because um, that's how you end up making better decisions. You know what I'm saying? By making decisions and failing, learning from and Learning that. from them, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to be able to make better ones in the future. But if someone else is just making them for you, how you going to 
You don't have your own knowledge to it. Yeah, bro, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So, and that was always really important for my father because I ain't grew up in the hood or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So he was always, he was always the one who was like, I got to make this little homie's life tough for him. You know what I'm saying? Or he not going to be able to struggle. He not mm-hmm. going to be able to understand the hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like he had to hustle. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he always was making things. Not making, he was always not making things easy for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wasn't trying to hand feed me nothing. He wasn't trying to, you know what I'm saying? Pass me no handouts, you know what I'm saying? Or or skip or skip steps, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I ended up calling Xavier to commit to them. Oh, wow. Right? And the coaches don't pick up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, you know, deep down, Deep down, I always felt like the coach at Xavier didn't really care about me as much as the GW coach for some reason. I always felt like that deep down, and I could never explain it. So when I had called in that moment to commit, and he didn't pick up, damn, that's wild. So then I called the GW coach, boom, pick up, like, first ring. I'm like, yo, I'm about to commit to y'all. Boom, just like that, I was committed. Damn, that honestly, bro, like that's that's just God. God took took Xavier's coach phone away from him and made sure that GW coach answered it. That's crazy, bro. And it's funny, a lot of you hear some stories kind of similar to that too. And I feel like th- there's a reason why that type of shit happens. So there's a reason why you 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 were at GW, bro. Back, you know what I'm saying? And I always believe, I believe in the moments, you know what I'm saying? I believe life is living in the moments. Mm. The best decisions for me is always made in the moment. Like, of course, you got to know yourself, you know what I'm saying? And for me, when I look at my life, I'm good at making decisions, like split-second decisions in the moment, like following my intuition. So when he didn't pick up, other coach pick up, I'm like, boom, F it. I'm with it. Let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? This feel right. You know what I'm right. saying? That opportunity, he missed that opportunity. Boom! It's next up now. Right, and now so all right, you you at GW, you commit close to home too. What is that like a like an hour metro less? I don't even know what buoy to foggy like. Yeah, it's like um, the station is called New Carrollton, so New Carrollton or Largo, and it's like fifty minute, fifty minute um, fifty minute metro. Man, that's like. We were real close to home. So you get the GW and what? Well, you had goals for yourself. What was the, what was the plan there while you know playing? Yo, so I pulled up to GW and I was injured again. I What'd had a stress fracture, a stress fracture in my leg. Damn, same leg. Same leg that I broke. You know what I'm Damn. saying? There's, there's probably something going on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everybody was real welcoming. You know what I'm saying? Shout out my boy Toby out of Wale. You know what I'm saying? I had played with him back back when I was a little homie at Bethesda. He went there. You know what I'm saying? So he did a great job of just like showing me mad love, introducing me to mad people. Like I had such a good network there because um because you know what I'm saying? Just cause uh just because of him, really. Shout out that boy, you know what I'm saying? He was just so yeah. fly. He was really that dude, you know what I'm saying? Everyone loved him. Toby is really just such a great person with a big heart, you know what I'm saying? So his friends became my friends. You mm-hmm. know, my friends became his friends. Like, and, um, 
So the transition into into college life was easy for you, huh? Because you had all that. It was smooth, you know what I'm saying? Um, I also made it a thing, like, I never just wanted to have soccer friends, you know what I'm saying? So when I was mm. a freshman, I ended up joining a frat because, like, I just didn't want to have just soccer friends or just athlete friends. I felt like it was important to, like, just meet anyone and everybody, you know? Yeah. So yeah. freshman year, I started balling. And when I was healthy, it started going well. Coach was giving me my opportunities. My goal always was to play in the MLS. I used to walk around saying that to everybody on the team. Yeah. That was always my goal. And nobody really done that from DW. So I was really always my goal. I mean, my goal was to become a professional. But in the time I used to sit at home on the TV and be like, yo, these guys in the MLS is not good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But now, nah, as I got older, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, eventually I ended up playing against like MLS teams, and yeah, start to realize, you know, what I'm saying the TV be lying. Yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. Can ball. Those guys can really ball, man. They can really ball. There's really levels to this. You know what I'm saying. So how were the four years there playing? Sophomore, junior, senior year, all that. Man, it was good, man. You know, we won a ten championship. Where my ring at? right here oh you got your ring ready oh you know what i'm saying i can't I, i'm one of those people i gotta wear i gotta wear my i gotta wear my stuff got to bro got, got to, to bro <laughs> i seen it in the case the other day i just broke it out um nah, that's yeah, a nice bro. ring bro there you go yeah we won the a10 championship that was fire you know what i'm saying great year man great year that was my sophomore year Junior year, we struggled a little bit. Then my senior year, we came back booming a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Never copped another championship. But um, it was a lot of up and downs. And it told me yeah, told me a lot about hard work because we was a defensive mm -hmm. team. I mean, and I always, I always was on, like, offensive teams, teams that dominated the ball growing up. Right. But, um, as you grow older, you learn that there's two sides to the ball and every coach got their own philosophy and you got to learn to adapt. That's and, true. You know, That's true. So, um, and what, you you, uh, you you a cam or what? You played a 10? I was playing like, yeah, I was playing like the 10. You know what I'm saying? I would play like the 10 at GW, but defending a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you play 10, you think mostly offense. But at GW, I was defending a lot, running a lot. Pressing a lot, we didn't have the ball a lot, you know. And, right. and to be fair, I didn't, I didn't like it at the time, you know what I'm saying. But as I got older, played on my first couple professional teams, like to be honest, that that's probably what helped me make some of those teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, helped me stand out. It's like, yo, this dude really got that engine. He really working on both sides of the ball. He really yeah, pressing, yeah, yeah. running the ball. He really so grateful for all them experiences there yeah all right but before we get into all the pro-life you know festivities you had so, or continue to have um there's one thing that happened freshman year i think at gw for you you want with uh with an opportunity to play overseas internationally you want to speak on that yeah bro actually there was a um a Ghanaian scout that lived in va 
So when I was a freshman playing against George Mason, I actually had one of my craziest games. Like I was just moving crazy. Um, and he was there, bro. Someone had brought him to the game. Just on some normal. He wasn't even there to watch me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After that, he had hollered at he had hollered at, he had gotten like my 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 mom's info. I think my mom was at the game. And um saying, yo, gone under 20, you know, they preparing for under 20 World Cup, African Cup of Nations. Like, I'm trying to send your son there. You know what I'm saying? I, this was out the blue, man. This is like yeah. second half of my freshman year. I really, I really had even that game was in November, and I ended up going to Ghana in like January. That's in January was when I got the letter. Um from the Ghana Football Association. I was like, wow, I guess it's time to go. That's crazy. Um, I was just playing FIFA in my basement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when they um they sent me that, I was like, let's go. I'm ready. Right. So um, I flew out there. I was there for like a month, man. And that, that was another great experience that really molded me because you really seen a hunger that some players got to make it. You know what I'm saying? You really see that desire. You really see dudes that is really competing every day for their spot. You know what I'm saying? For their spot, for their family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To make a, a better life for themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's why. That's what really taught me football is more than a game. Like, this, uh, me being Ghanaian really taught me that football is more than a game. Yeah. You know? I grew up playing football as some fun that I do with my friends, you know. Mm -hmm. They taught me this is this is more than that. This this changed people's lives, you know what I'm saying? People is really really ready to fight for this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just all the little things, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was at GW and you were freshman, you got to do the laundry. All you gotta do is take the laundry. You gotta do everyone's laundry. You know what I'm saying? It's split up amongst the freshmen. And all you gotta do is take the laundry, toss it in the washing machine, wait one hour, take it out, toss it in the dryer. When I was in Ghana, I was I was the youngest there, me and one other dude. We had to wash everyone's clothes by hand after practice. That's crazy. Everyone, you take the shirt, slap it against the rock, take the soap. Put it in the bucket. You know what I'm saying? Hand washing everybody's wow. clothes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Those little things like that, that's really shaping you. You're like, wow, like, I came back to GW. And, you know, freshmen, we always debate, complain and debate on who got to do the laundry. I was like, yo, give me that shit. Real easy, yeah. <laughs> it's real easy now. You know what I'm saying? That's what, like, experience and traveling really opens yeah. Experiences really open your mind, you know. So that really opened my mind to that, the hunger. You know what I'm saying? The the privilege we got, the um, the style of play too. You know what I'm saying? Africans, Ghanaians, they so skillful and they so fast. They really want to play forward. They want to move the game forward so quick. They attack so quick. The counterattack is happening so quick. The wingers and strikers is flying down the pitch. Nobody is waiting. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Also, just the individual ability to be able to beat your man 1v1. Like, yeah. they really preach that. Like, a right back will have the ball. 
and they would tell the right back, dribble your opponent. It's 1v1, you know. That's not really preached a lot in, in America, even in Europe, you know what I'm saying? They very much so want you to always look to pass, especially in your own third and the middle halves of the field. But, you know, Africans, Guyans, they really believe, you know, 1v1, you should be able to beat your man with the ball. And that ability will really help you excel in the game. That ability really gives you a lot of confidence. That ability really um, allows you to solve a lot of problems on the pitch and also allows you to stand out. To me, there's no more exciting moments in football than when someone scores or when someone is trying to dribble someone, beat someone 1v1. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are two really most exciting moments. And you see that with Messi. You know what I'm saying? Every time he touched the ball, everybody is watching. Everybody want to see him just start to rip plays one at a time. Yeah, bro. Dancing. He's literally just dancing with the ball, bro. I'm convinced. Man, he just walking. Walking. <laughs> ball no moves. I always tell people, like, when you see a player, especially at the highest level, just going by people with no moves, you got to be afraid of that dude. That's a dangerous player. That's facts. Effortless, too, bro. Effortless. He, simplif he simplified the game, you know? Yeah. So speak on that, the the African Cup of Nations, the youth one that you were out there. was uh, Were you playing over there? How was the trainings, all that? Bro, the trainings was amazing. I actually never ended up playing in the African Cup. Um, I was there for a month, and I was missing so much school that I had to come back, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Looking back, like maybe I wish I had made a different decision, but everything happens for a reason. I did really well out there. They said they was going to call me back. They they ended up never doing that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because not there every day training. Like I said, there are other people fighting for their spot. Right. They can only take so many players. But, um, right. I played in a bunch of friendlies with them. Played a bunch of matches. All those matches was a great experience. I remember the first friendly I had played in, I remember receiving a ball, thinking I had time. I had shielded the defender. He come, he just take out both my legs. Boom. I'm lying on the ground looking up. No foul. They just running on the counterattack. I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I re you really got to step out here. You really got to assert yourself. You really yeah. got to play quick. You really got to be strong. You really got to know your game, know what you're good at, know what you're not. Yeah. You know, help you grow as a player. When I came back, everything was just feeling so easy. I remember just gliding by defenders, not getting touched. I remember just, you know, it was just overall great, man. Yeah. No, that was a great experience to have at such a, at such a young age, too, bro. Mm -hmm. I, ended but, up failing, um, I ended up failing econ because of that. Hey, I don't know bro. if I told you that before. It's pro I, <laughs> I had it pros so and class. cons, I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had missed so much class. I ended up coming back. She, like, wouldn't let me retake an exam. I lost a letter grade off my own. I had lost a letter grade, so I finished with, like, a 79 in the class. She knocked it down to a 69, so I failed. And there ain't nothing like having a failed class on, on, on your report card, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like you wasn't there all year. But, like I said, everything happened for a reason. After that, I, I ended up transferring out of the business school, started my new major as a philosophy major, you know what I'm saying? So... All of that worked out for me well. Yeah, I always planned out. You know what I'm saying? I ended up finishing with 
like 3.2 career GPA at GW, you know what I'm saying? So I held my own, man, on and off yeah, the yeah, field. Yeah. And you graduated and got a degree too, right? You know what I'm saying? God yeah. bless So you graduate, college career over. Obviously, going pro, you've been saying MLS was the goal. What uh, what was the next step in the professional life? Bro, so while I was in college, you know how the college system worked? The draft and all the teams that are signing players happens in the spring. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do that, you need to graduate early. So I was always taking like little summer classes here and there, planning for that. So I was actually mostly done with my classes by the fall semester. I only had one online class. So um, in the spring, I only had one online class. I was trying to go to the draft, but nothing was really shaking for me as a GW player. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I didn't really have, like, too much. Like, my name wasn't well-known enough. You know, I didn't have nobody really pulling for me. The coaches at GW, they really don't got no pull, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, amongst agents, amongst um, the MLS Combine. So I really missed out on all of that. And um, I actually had an agent that my friend, Arian, had mentioned to me. I reached out to him. And that agent's name is Dan Tavares. Shout out, Dan. He... Uh, actually went to DeMatha as well. So um, I clicked up with him through like Facebook. Yeah, sent me a message on Facebook. And I hadn't even seen it for the first month. But um, I seen it one day and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So I called him. He was like, yeah, man, I'm gonna try to get you some trials in the second division, USL championship. I was like, dope. So I remember just training every day, preparing that, preparing for that. I was training with my man, so Jack, Jack Houston. I was training with him at GW every day. He was doing like two days getting ready. First trial they had sent me on was to Pittsburgh, Riverhouse. It's a good team in the USL Championship. Toby, the year before, actually ended up signing with them. He's, I think I think he's the first GW player in history to play um, in the USL Championship. Damn. Shout out that boy again. So I went on trial there and it was a combine. And I remember being there, I was playing as a midfielder. And from my experience, from my understanding, in my mind, I was a baller. There was a lot of players there, though. There was like maybe 60 guys. Felt mm -hmm. like I was balling. We was just playing 11 v 11. I felt like I was balling, moving the ball, making great passes, great touches defensively really solid, you know what I'm saying? And um, after the combine, like, week, I get a call from the coach, assistant coach. And um, he's telling me that I didn't um, that I didn't make it for their preseason. That combine was to get into the preseason. He was telling me that I didn't make it. I was asking him what I could improve on and, like, what he thought about my game. And all the things he was saying to me just made it sound like he ain't even, you know? Wait, you cut, right you, you cut out right there. You cut out right there. not. Not the word. You said, you said he was saying what? Word. I said, 
call me on. I was saying all the things he said. He didn't even watch me play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that goes back to to like there's so many players. There's so much stuff happening. You know what I'm saying? And and he was saying. He was saying to be honest to sum it all up. He was saying, "Yo, I'm level to play in the USL Championship." He said, "You weren't at that level." In my mind, it sounded crazy. I was not at that level. I was not good enough to play in the USL Championship. Just to sum up everything he, he was yeah, saying, yeah, 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 but yeah. the details that he was speaking on about my game, I was like, "Yo, there's no way he even watched me play." Right? There's no because what he's saying is not even me describing me as a player. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Damn. I took hey, that it's on their the loss, chest. bro. It's their loss, you know what I'm saying? I took that on the chest, like, I take that as more motivation, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Every time I hear that, because I've been, I've been through so much, you know what I'm saying? That when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, that sh- don't phase me because yeah. I really just been through so many ups and downs. I really been down and came back again so many times. That's the story of my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting beat down. Saying you can't do that, or like, yo, it's too late for you, or it's over, or that injury is too harsh. You know what I'm saying? You can't come back from that. That's the story of my life. And then, yeah. boom, I hear that. It's motivation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You want to go, bro. You in that mode again. You know what I'm saying? Now, I definitely got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just gave me more energy. Right. So after that, I finished that trial. Whoop, whoop. My agent Dan came back with another trial for me, and it was preseason with the Richmond Kickers. Okay. Um, so he sent me there, and um, and there at preseason, I'm doing my thing. They looking for a midfielder, and my tape, you know, what I'm saying it's just me working as a midfielder, you know, making assists, right. scoring goals, and that's what they was looking for. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I actually get there, and I'm on trial. Um, the first game I scored, right, a beautiful goal. My um, mom and best friend, Errol Clark, had came to the game, and there's like six of us, seven of us on trial, and they telling us how they're going to cut a bunch of us after the first game. You know what I'm saying? So I score in that first game. I walk off the pitch feeling elated. I'm on cloud nine feeling like they can't cut me. I, right. I'm the one who scored. Right. You know? So they end up getting rid of a bunch of people after that. Boom, we got another trial game. The next trial game, the striker comes in the locker room like, yo, I got a groin injury. I can't play. So the assistant coach look at the head coach, and he look at me, and the assistant coach go to the head coach, yo, try this guy at four. I think you should try him at four. So they had you at the nine by yourself? Yeah. Oh, damn. I had played in the midfield. They was like, yo, try this guy at forward. I had never really played forward like that. But I go out there, score two goals. Oh, shit. Yeah, in the first half. So after that, they was basically ready to sign me by halftime. You know what I'm saying? One of my boys, <laughs> one of my boys Alex Lee, he had given me the cross for the second goal on the header. I just seen him the other day. Shout out A. Lee. Taught me so much. University of Maryland legend. Won national championships there and everything. He had given me the cross on my second goal for the header in the first half. 
came up and dapped me up. He was like, they got to sign you now, my dog. I was like, yeah, you right, man. You right. <laughs> so after that, they had sent the contract over to my agent. And I looked it over, you know what I'm saying? Signed my first contract playing forward. So after that, they was playing me at forward. You know what I'm saying? That's really when I first started playing. Playing striker, like learning how to play striker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how was your how was your time over there? It was good, bro. It was good, bro, because I learned so much because I was the youngest. And once yeah. again, it it wasn't too far from home. You know what I'm right. saying? It was like two and a half hours from DC. So like I'd be going back to campus sometimes, still linking up with the homies, turning up yep. with the homies, seeing my girl at the time. I had a girl at the time. Um and it was just all good. It was just a smooth transition. Right. Uh, yeah, man. I was the youngest on the team, so a bunch of dudes was just showing me the ways, you know what I'm saying? Right. There was a lot of good pros on there, you know what I'm saying? Like A. Lee, um, Mikel Williams, Cordo, Cordovis Hevel, uh, oh yeah, yeah, just a bunch of guys who have played MLS, played NASL, played USL Championship, and done well. So all those guys like really taught me what it meant to be a professional, you know what I'm saying, and on and off the field, you know. Yeah. And um, to be honest, we ended up finishing last in the league. You Damn. Know? But uh, it was a great experience, you know what I'm saying. It was up and down all season. We finished last in the league. But, shoot, being on a losing team, you're going to learn a lot. You learn a lot, bro. There's a lot of lessons with that. You feel me? You're going to turn all them mm -hmm. L's into lessons. Thanks. So, so you were there for what, a season? I was there for a season. Okay. And um, I was supposed to have a two-year contract, but that year, uh, Richmond actually moved from the from the championship to League One. That's when that's League. the third division, basically, huh? Uh huh. Okay. So, um, and another great experience I had there was playing with DC United. That was such a good experience for me, especially being like the senior team. Yeah. Oh Because um, every every USL team got a, a MLS affiliate, so. They had had a, um, a friendly match against Olympia, uh, which is the biggest club in Honduras, which was such a dope experience to be with DC United and play with them against there, you know what I'm saying? Rock the DC United jersey, playing Audi Field, you know what I'm saying? Um, all that was just such a, um, it was a great experience, you know, seeing the level, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, anytime you get, to, you get to play against MLS or play with MLS players, you know what I'm saying? You grow, you, you learn, especially when you're young. You know, it was the same thing when we had played Philadelphia Union in the Open Cup. Um, that's how when the first time, because, you know, like I said, in college, I was I was thinking, oh, these MLS guys aren't good. That was the first right. time I was on the pitch with them. They's moving the rock. And I'm like, wow, these guys can ball. These guys can yeah. really ball, man. And then um, we will also play DC United. We was the first team. We was the first people to play on Audi Field. So when Audi Field was created, they had an exhibition there. And um, we played DC United in front of a crowd. We actually ended up beating them 3-2. So that oh, was wow. another yeah, that was another great day. That speaks just to our to the team's level, you know what I'm saying? Right. To the level. And um we also played against Espanol, which was in La Liga. You know what I'm saying? They came and played us. We played them in front of a crowd of like ten thousand. So all that in my rookie year was all them experiences was just stacking on top of each other. Right, right. 
as a young dude. So what, uh, after Richmond, you were there for a year. It, it was supposed to be two years, though, you said. So they went down a division. They went down a division, so every player had the option now whether they wanted to stay or not. Like, if you have more years on your contract, because the contract was a contract with the USL Championship. Yeah. So when they was going down a division, I was like, I don't know if I want to do all that. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, you know what I'm saying, a dude named Oguchi on Yewu, Um are you real casual saying that one, Brad? <laughs> That's that boy, man. Shout out to that boy. He he, great person. He a legend, you know, balling, hey, but he also just a great person. Like, listen, listen. You know for those, he was looking to help others. You know what I'm saying? For those listening, bro, Aguchi Anyewu is 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 a big time player, bro. That's a big time player, national team player. Did it overseas. And Quab on here being like, yeah, just my boy Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right. So you get in contact with him? Yeah, that boy, like you said, big time player. Even in Pirlo's book, you know what I'm saying? He played at Milan. Yeah. He played Premier League. He played in uh, Portugal. He speaks so many languages, you know what I'm saying? That, that really influenced me to want to learn and speak more languages because you see how cool with everybody cool with the brazilians cool with the americans cool with the spaniards like and that's so important in life that's real world intelligence you know right. what i'm saying being able to relate to so many different people but yeah he had um seen me play and he hit up my agent like yo i really i really like this dude um and at the time he just wanted to talk to me and say what's up because he also from maryland so we just talked, said, what's up, this and that. He was just giving me some advice, career advice. And then, like, a month later, I knew I wasn't going back to Richmond. So I was about to go on some other champ. I was about to join a new championship team. My agent was, like, hooking it up for me to join a new uh, USL championship squad. Right. And Gucci um, hit up my agent and was like, yo, I'm the sporting director at Orlando City now. We're going to play USL League One. But, like, I feel like it's a great opportunity for Kobe, you know what I'm saying, and a great route to the MLS. Like, he do his thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, yo, that sounds fire, you know what I'm saying? So I ended up signing a contract going down there. And uh, it was full 360 from Richmond because at Richmond, I was the um, youngest dude. Then I go down to Orlando, and I was one of the oldest, like one of the ones with the most Man. experience. Yeah, like, what, 23, really 24? I was 22, 23, yeah, like 22, 23. Wow. So, and I was one of the oldest. So I had, um, I had like some of the most experience, which was crazy. And, um, I ended up being the captain, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, I was the captain with my boy, Randy and Mateus Silva. Yeah. So, um, that, um, it, I was wearing the armband, so as a captain now, I'm in a whole new position. Like, right. now I got to lead the team. Now I got to lead as an example. Now I got to be the one speaking up. I got to be the one calling huddles. You know, I got to be the one talking before the game. I got to be the one calming people down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and hyping people up. You know what I'm right. saying? Being more aware of things that are happening outside of myself. You know what I'm saying? Talking to people when they down. You know what I'm saying? Noticing, like, we need help. Noticing, um, you know, and also trying to just bring people together. Yeah, totally new experience too. Yeah, bro. Mm -hmm. So, and we in Florida too. You know, weather is nice mm -hmm. and things like that. You know, so we just um, 
we was enjoying, man. It was a good, it was a good year. I learned a lot. I had a Spanish coach, you know what I'm saying? Who uh, really taught me about how, how, how Spaniards play football, you know? Right. I'm assuming that had the influence on the, the move overseas. Yeah, bro. And I didn't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I didn't even know at the time that, yo, this is going to help me understand football more and how Spanish people play football. Like, I didn't even know that was going to, that was going to lead to that at the time. But that's just how I ended up working out. Yeah. So you played the full season in Orlando. So how you end up in uh in Malaga? Where so I finished that full season in Orlando and we actually finished last. Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, boy. And you know what I'm saying? A whole lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah. Whole lot of L's, whole lot of lessons, you know what I'm saying? But it was a great year. You know what I'm saying? Played with a lot of Brazilians that were on loan, you know what I'm saying? A lot of Spanish people, a lot of young academy players, and also other, you know professionals who I played like USL championship stuff right. like that and then just made more great relationships more homies you know what I'm saying and then um so while I was in Orlando towards the end of the season I had a strained TFL you know and um I ended up not playing like the last month or so like I just my hip just really was never healing like two weeks, I come back, don't feel well. I come back again, don't feel well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So during the off season, the same thing keeps on happening. I keep getting better, and I come back, I feel worse. I come back, I feel better. Come back, I get worse. So then I end up going to a doctor around here, and I have them send over my MRI from Orlando, and. Uh, The doctor's looking at it. He's like, yo, I think you tore your labrum, mm -hmm. but I'm not an expert. So after that, I take it to the expert. He sent me to an expert. He's like, yo, your hip is torn. Your labrum is torn, and you got a hip impingement. Like, you got to have surgery on this. And I don't even know if you have the surgery, if you're going to be able to perform at an elite level anymore. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hop back in the whip feeling delirious. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Just seeing my, my life's work in front of me. Like, I feel like I'm so close. You know what I'm saying? I'm so close to getting to the MLS. Like, I'm so close. Like, I got people supporting me. I feel like I could make this happen. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't end up doing it at Orlando. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have mm -hmm. a good season. The first team didn't have a good season. They actually ended up firing a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I had gone from feeling like, Yo, I'm so close to doing this to like, yo, finishing last place. Now I got to get a surgery and dudes don't even know if I'm going to be able to perform at an elite level after. Yeah, there's a lot of questions there. A lot of questions, man. And then, you know, COVID hits, you know? Damn, so the COVID. world's on pause, bro. Every So there's a lot of uncertainties here. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of uncertainty. But, like, deep down inside, I just always felt like this ain't the end for me. You yeah, know what I'm no saying? Way. This ain't how my story ends. Right. So um, I ended up finding the best doctor um, in D.C. Um, he do 350 of these hip surgeries a year. You know hmm. what I'm saying? That's basically doing one every day. And how I was seeing it, I was like, this dude about to carve my hip bone. You know what I'm saying? He about to repair my labor. I'm like, mm -hmm. 
this is like a tattoo times a hundred. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he sculpted my body. Like how he sculpted my body is going to affect every movement I make for the rest of my life. Right. So I found the best of the best dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, he walked in wearing a pair of Jordans. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. Cool I'm guy. Feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling like this, that boy right here. It's him. You know what I'm saying? He got the cool grays on. You know what I'm saying? He do this. Yeah. He, he balling. So, um, yo, he did the surgery and, um, this is as we going into COVID, he did the surgery and when he did the surgery, like, I remember like the next day he called me and just the tonality in his voice and everything, like he was talking like, like Mike Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Like someone who just won the final, like talking like, I really did that. Like, this is yeah. some of my best work. You know what I'm saying? That gave me yeah. so much confidence. You know, and that made me feel so good and just blessed by God because, you know, so many people go into surgery and they don't come out, they don't come out well. They don't come out feeling better or sometimes you know, for, don't even come out. You know, that's a fact. Yeah. So um, I'm just appreciative that I'm grateful that everything went well. Right. And that I started going through the recovery process. And this is during COVID mostly. And you know, it's tricky COVID, too. This is very tricky, man, mm -hmm. and essential to your body. Like, mm -hmm. you don't appreciate something until it's down bad. And you're like, right. damn, this shit hurt. You used to hurt right now, like just sitting here, because you feel me? Your hip is hinged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? So it used to hurt me all types of ways. So, um, yeah, I went through that, and, you know, it was also COVID. So I feel like during COVID, everybody had a chance to sit with themselves and get to know themselves better. Yeah, you got all the time. Better. Got all the time in the yeah. world. So, like, I was saying up until that point, my dream was to play in the MLS. And while I was sitting there every day during COVID and thinking about, like, how I just want to do the rest of my career, I was just thinking, like, you know what? Like, I'm here, I'm here in the trenches in the U.S. trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? I might as well go to Europe. And do it in the trenches try to get mm -hmm. it in the trenches because at the end of the day i feel like you're gonna get what you want so i felt like if i stayed here like i was playing it out in my mind stayed down i'll probably end up getting what i want i end up getting to the mls but you know what if i went and stayed down in the trenches in europe end up getting to a first division in europe that would be even crazy right and so i was like you know what I'm about to take a risk and go on that path. So after that, while I was injured, I was looking for opportunities to play in Europe. And I had hit up one of my boys on his birthday. His name is Lester Hayes. Play on the Puerto Rico national team now. He playing Denmark. Shout out that boy. Real, real, real dude. Just real dude through and through. And um, he actually went to my high school too. And uh, he had said to me... Uh, just telling me how he was playing in Spain. It's like, bro, like, how are you playing in Spain? Like, everybody I know who's American playing in Europe. Like, they either play in Scandinavia or they play in Germany. Mm -hmm. Like, but you play in Spain, bro. Like, you want something different. You know what I'm saying? At the time, he was playing in Tercera in Spain. And he was like, bro, I have played for this one club called um, Amineca, which was uh, – um, which was a club, like, it was in the low, low divisions at the time, like, I think, like, seven. And he had played there, and then 
they had given him a visa and then he worked his way up slowly one by one, one by one each year, just scoring goals, doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, you know, made his way to Denmark, Puerto Rico national team, doing his thing. So I was talking to him on his birthday. He was like, you know what? Like, I could hit up that dude for you. Like, I could hit up the owner of the club and like, see what's up. Like, send him your information. See if he, if he like you or not. See if he got an opportunity for you. So um, he hit him up. Dude said he loved me. And then he reached out to me. Boom. And then from there, we start communicating. And then from there, you know, like six weeks later, something like that, while I'm literally healing from my injury, mm-hmm. as I'm healing up, like last few months, as soon as I heal, boom, I'm out to Spain. I think I'm going to play there for a team called Amieka, who was in the, he was in like, Sixth division. Yeah, something like that. So I end up going to Spain. Think I'm about to sign for Amieka. Boom. Coming to find out, the owner got two teams. He also got a team called Malaga City, right? And he got a whole academy program for them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Malaga City is even in the division above their senior team. So he ended up putting me on that team. He ended up signing me, putting me, putting me with that club. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, bro, that's how I ended up in Spain. And then, boom, they needed they needed a striker. So that went back to, like, yo, I could play striker, too. I did that in Richmond. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know how to play striker. So I pop out there. First season, we ended up winning the league, moving up a division. So it was an amazing – it was amazing. Um, first, like, four months back from my injury. You know what I'm right. saying? Back, went to Spain, won the league, winning the league at any level is really amazing, bro. Just getting that feel of being a winner, you know what I'm saying? What it takes to win, what it's mm-hmm. like to sco- score those goals and win those games and the dying seconds of the match, you know what I'm saying? It's something you really got to experience and really gives you confidence, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Especially after, like I said, first two teams I was on finished in last, you know. So to go on a new team and then win the league. Overseas too, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The part of that was something special that first year. Facts. All right. So life out in Spain, though, man, that's that's a little different than Bowie, Maryland. Just, uh, you know, if, if you want, share, you know, some stories about Spain, the living, how it is, all, all off the field, obviously. Off the field, man, off the field, it's amazing, bro. Like, I love their culture as a people. You know, I was living in the South, so I was right on the beach. You know what I'm saying? One of the apartments I live in, you know what I'm saying? You go right off the balcony, you see the water. You know what I'm saying? And cost of living is cheap. You know, healthcare mm-hmm. is great. You know what I'm saying? So it's really smooth. It's also where I was living was also just 45 minutes from Africa. You know what I'm saying? 45 minutes from Morocco by boat. So, um... It was really just great people, you know what I'm saying? They live they live a slow-paced lifestyle. I was in Chipotle the other day, and it was a long line, and I'm watching the people work. And the way they serving the food and the way everything was happening was so fast. It was like, like Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? In Spain, same, it could be the same situation, and the people would be, you know, what do you want next? 
Oh, how's your day going? Okay. Yeah. You know, it's real slow. You know, they in no rush to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And that's really our culture as Americans. Everyone is hustling. Everybody, yeah. Time is important. Everybody's trying to get this bread. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You got a business that's popping. You got to open a new one. You know what I'm saying? In yep. Spain, much more so like, yo, you got a business that's popping. Everything's smooth. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy with this. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of free time. I hang out with my friends. They come to my restaurant. I chill. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, it was great to see that different style of culture, and and I was really able to adapt to that. Well, you know, they also take naps every day, siesta, you know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. shut down. Siesta is supposed to be like two to four. It's really like one to five, you know what I'm saying? So nothing yeah. is open, you know what I'm saying? You try to get something between one and five, no chance, yeah. you know, especially in the South. I live in Andalusia, you know what I'm saying? That's a real traditional area of Spain. So it was uh, it was amazing. Funny enough, I actually have been to Spain before. That was when I was a freshman at GW. Mm-hmm. We had taken a trip to Spain and played some teams in Spain and was getting getting smashed. <laughs> he was getting smashed. And um, some of the teams I was getting smashed by, to be honest, is like the same levels I be playing at now. You yeah. know, I was playing at um, last year and the year before. So, um I never knew at the time I would be back in Spain, you know. And we was actually in Barcelona when we went. We went to Barcelona, you know, and it was smooth. They got dope, dope clubs, dope restaurants, dope bars. They got the paella, you know. Yeah. Um, they got clubs on the beach, clubs like opium, clubs like amazing places, you know. We had snuck out one night. Shout out my boy Niels. Uh, yeah, yeah. I ordered us a party bus. We snuck out one night, took the party bus to Barcelona, went crazy, and came back like nothing happened. You know, <laughs> um, so that was an amazing experience. You know, and it was just dope. Everything in my life was just—it was just coming full circle. I was back in yeah. Spain, back balling, getting better on the pitch, learning Spanish, and um, at the end of that first season. That first, like, four or five months, I ended up going back to Barcelona with, um, with the girls' team. We had a girls' team at Malaga City. We went back. They was going to Barcelona. They was like, Kobe, slide with us. So I was actually on my way out to Ghana. So I just planned my, my, my trip so that I flew into Barcelona. And then from there, I flew to Ghana. So, you mm-hmm. know, I was walking around the city with, like, 12 girls, you know what I'm saying? People showing that me bad love. They calling me Hefe out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they calling me Hefe. I'm like, these are my friends, you know? Don't get it twisted. <laughs> you know? Hey, he's that boy, man. Come on. He being humble yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we was just we was just enjoying, man. Just, <clears throat> it was a great time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We started parties on the beach. We going to Granada. We going to different cities um, in our free time, turning up, just experiencing the culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going to Marbella, you know, just beautiful places, networking with amazing people, networking and connecting with all sorts of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like as you hear my story, like, and probably most people's stories, if they really get down into the details, it's really the connections that they making that allows them to keep moving forward and elevate and move into places and be in circles that 
you never would have thought you would have been it. You know what I'm right. saying? Meeting people who is really putting you on game, giving you knowledge and giving you opportunities, you know? So that's happened for me a lot in Spain. I've had a lot of people come and visit me, all types of people, you know what I'm saying? From yeah. from from artists to politicians, you know, um, to family members and friends, like from, from from around where I'm from in my neighborhood coming to visit me and yeah. just experiencing that and being able to show them around. So really, man, it was just, it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Life is amazing, you know? Yeah. So uh, what's next then? What's what's uh, on the agenda for, for Kobe, man? Staying in Spain, moving up a division, going to Bro, another country? Bro, so my plan is I actually, um I leave for Spain in two days. Okay. You know, I'm going back on Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? February 21st. I think by coincidence, two years ago, that was when I flew out as well. You know? Hey, God um, talking again. You know, I had, um after I played for Malaga City, I had signed with a club called Extremadura. You know what I'm saying? So I was there for a while. And I was actually just going through a lot on and off the pitch and it ended up not being a good situation, not ended up not being a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought that was my next step, but for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't working out. I also needed to come home and see my family. You know, some of my family members weren't doing well. So um, I took a little bit of time off and um, just to recover, you know what I'm saying, yeah. physically, spiritually, and take care of everything I needed to take care of. So I'm going back in two weeks to um, – I mean, I'm going back in two days to link my agent and and run it back again. You know what I'm saying? He got some opportunities out there for me. Okay. So I got to finish what I started, you know? So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, bro. A lot of, a lot of new opportunities coming up, man. Yeah, man. That's why it's awesome to be talking to you now, just being given this opportunity to document everything that's happened so far in my yeah. career. Like, I feel like I'm really going to look back at this and this shit really gonna grow, grow with time. This shit gonna be a classic, like like a Jay Z yeah. album. You know <laughs> hey, it's gonna age like wine, bro. Telling and you. honestly, hey, in a couple of years we're gonna come back. A couple, nah. Let's give it a few years. Let's give it like five to ten more years, man. This will still be a thing. You're gonna be finishing out the career, maybe still playing, bro. Who knows? We're gonna run mm -hmm. it back, and and it's gonna be round two of all kind of accomplishments, accolades, you know, new experiences, stories, all that. All right, bro, and your podcast gonna be booming. You're gonna have the big the big cameras in the background, you know what I'm bro, saying? That's what I need. I, I'm I'm working with I'm working with natural light from God and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a mic right now. Ain't nothing better, you know what I'm saying? You about to have the green screen, you know what I'm saying? Hey, bro. Maybe, panel. bro. We'll see. We'll see, man. I'm just enjoying this. I'm doing this for the love of the game, really. That's a I fact. Wanna, I wanna share that with you know with everyone that, that listens to this too, bro. So um, so let's go ahead, bro. Let's ask a couple questions about, you know, you, and then sure. we'll do the Instagram questions based off the, the IG page. You know, people go on there and, uh, every time I announce a new episode of a new guest, I put a little questions tab in the story and people run it up. So, uh, sure. let's get to know you more. I know you a big Drake fan as am I. <laughs> 
I need to know. I'm a Drake fan. I'm a Drake fan. I don't know about big Drake fan, <laughs> but I'm a Drake fan. I need to know what is the best album in your opinion. We've best had this album. conversation off camera. This shit got to be on camera now. I would go with. I would go with. For me, if you're reading this, it's too late. And why is that? That's a crazy one, but why is that? That shit for me was a surprise album. You know, mm -hmm. I was in high school, and um, when he dropped that, we was playing. We was playing it all repeat. Like every song was hitting. You know, what I'm saying the flows, the sing rapping. Like he was really doing his thing on that. To me, that that was like when I was really like a big Drake fan, like you say. And then yeah. also, I gotta tie that with "What a Time to Be Alive." Cause when he dropped that with Future, like that was really crazy too. Like at the time, we was turning up to that. Like every pregame, that's what we playing. Like we got Drake and Future on one song. You know what I'm saying? On one album, fam. We got on a ten piece, bro. <laughs> we don't need to hear nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got the monster and the lover boy. What else <laughs> we need to hear? You know? No, no. I need the two. I need the. They say they got a two out. I need that one to drop for real. Yeah, I know. It, but, it might not happen, bro. Maybe, bro. Maybe if God wants it to happen, it happens, bro. <laughs> That's okay. It's probably that should probably come down to the money. Maybe it's gonna be like a label thing or some nonsense like that. Yeah. But um, all right. So before a game, like, talk to us about what the locker room is like. You know, what what what's Kobe doing to get mentally prepared for it, physically prepared as well. Uh, we can talk about even game day, like let's say three three hours, two hours before the game. Or, you know, I'm probably eating like fruits and stuff like that. I'm big on fruits. So mm -hmm. um, the apple, oranges, bananas, avocado, just stuff to give me like energy, quick energy. Um, In terms of my body, you know, I like to foam roll um, with, with like the lacrosse ball or the softball, you know what I'm saying? That, that really loosens up my muscles. Also, probably take a cold shower, you know, just like jumpstart like the energy in my body, you know what I'm saying? Wake mm -hmm. up mentally and physically, you know what I'm saying? Get myself ready um, for the battle, you know what I'm saying? Because it's definitely mm -hmm. going to be a battle, especially teams I've been on, even being in Spain, you know what I'm saying? We in the trenches, like we going into these small towns. It's a battle. Everybody's trying to promote. It's not always going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, bro. And then the locker room, it really just depends on the team. You know what I'm saying? One of the best vibes pregame in the locker room was Orlando because we had a lot of Brazilians. So, you know, the music is banging. You know, people is juggling the ball. You know, we playing that table soccer game. So that, mm. was, that was real dope. You know what I'm saying? Real dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pulling up to the facilities, though. Does Quab got drip or what? What he rocking? Bro, it depends. Like, Pre-Spain, I was rocking some drip. In Spain, mostly I was pulling up in our gear. We were mostly pulling up, like, as a squad, gear down in our... Okay, okay. And, um, you know, we got our jacket, our sweatpants, kicks, you know what I'm saying, all matching. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying, pulling up on the bus, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. So, but stepping out is a different, different story, though. When we stepping out to go out at night. Yeah. <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? At night, you know, I'm stepping out looking like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I got the superhero hey, food on. 
let's uh let's get into the instagram quick uh, questions real quick um yeah. actually got a few, like a lot of them and a lot of good ones but you've already spoken about uh, a lot of these topics um but one person's asking how do you handle bad days on the pitch mm. me personally like when i have bad um when i have bad games our team don't do well I'm the type of person, like, I go inward, like, you're not going to hear a lot from me. Yeah. Because I firmly believe, like, everything you speak need to be positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you ain't yeah, got yeah. positive to say, you don't even want to be putting that energy out there. So when my mind is negative, I'm going to keep it on the inside. You're not going to hear nothing from me because right. I know I'm not going to like what comes out and they're not going to like what comes out. So, but like we've been saying throughout every, every, every L, that's a lesson. Right. So I'm going to go back and I really feel like those toughest losses, those worst performances is what's going to improve you the most. Yeah. That's just the hard truth. Like that pain from that loss, that pain from that bad performance, like, you know what I'm saying? It's all about your response to it. And if you use that energy, because that's a lot of energy, you really feel it in your body and your mind. If you really love the game and you play bad, yeah. you're really going to feel it. So if you take that and use that energy, to go to another level, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 normally how I, how I respond to a bad performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 free game right there, bro. That's free game because a lot of people. I mean, I like I like this little saying I heard too. It's a, uh, I'd rather act than react. Mm. You want to act? You want to? Let's say, for example, negative situation happens, bro. You feeling negative? You might speak negative, but you only react into the negative situation. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. not really acting on it because you're not giving the time to yourself to process, you know, your thoughts, emotions, all that. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So I'd rather act than react, bro. So that's free game right there, bro. A lot of, lot, and I feel like that comes with age, you know, young, 18, 19, 20 year olds in any field, bro, even in life in general, bro. They, they only, they only know how to react. Yeah. So, but let's go ahead and end this with this question. Who is the most famous person on your phone, I'm assuming like your famous like contact. The famous person I actually talked to is Reggie Mills. Who's that? That's my he like family to me. He a rapper, mm-hmm. rapper out in Italy just doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? Intelligent man, intelligent businessman. You know what I'm saying? Just taught me a lot about the world. Showed me a lot of experiences. You know what I'm saying? And then um, giving me knowledge that you don't learn in school. You know what I'm saying? Giving me knowledge uh, and just inspiring me that I can accomplish anything that I put my mind to. Right. And like you can really achieve it as long as you believe in yourself and go after it 100%. You don't need to um. You don't need to worry about other people's opinions because at the end of the day, all that matters is the results. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's gonna be on your side once once the vision you see, you know what I'm saying, is happening in reality. Everybody is um. Everybody gonna show you love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta have the courage to believe in your vision. You know what I'm saying? Man. Wise words, man, from a decent man. Uh, hey, bro. That. 
Hey, bro, appreciate you coming on, kicking a lot of free game, bro. Um, I really hope it, this is gonna be a little longer episode, but like I can't help it, bro. It's just it is yeah. just what comes when you come into a good conversation with people who got a lot of knowledge about life and ball. Well, I really appreciate that, man. You really a great interviewer. You know what I'm saying? You hey. really good at it. Really got a natural talent for this, man. I don't know, bro. I just be watching a lot of a lot of YouTube, I guess, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, to me, you could be better than Jake calling them. Hey, bro, tell them to call me, man. Send me Hollywood <laughs> real quick, bro. I'll get right. <laughs> no cap. But yeah, bro, again, appreciate you coming on, man. I hope the, the listeners and viewers and whatnot, uh, you know, really listen to, to a lot of a lot of lessons you were giving out, bro. So a lot of stories you were telling, man. Um, I'm glad we could document this, keep this, you know, however many years from now, run it back, hear all the good stuff, accomplishments, whatnot. So, bro, always a, a blessed time speaking with you like that. And uh, thank you, bro. Always, bro, man. Like I said, this is natural for you. This is this is how we normally speak. You know In fact, this, yeah, it, it's all authentic, man, non-GMO. You know, it's non-GMO. I like that. <laughs> Try to be... Telling them, tell them boys on full send to watch out. My boy Camille is coming. Hey, bro, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, sir.